0: All right, well, today's topic is going to be what makes a man a monster. And to commemorate this lecture, I have here before me the Ultra Fiesta Mango Monster Energy Drink, which I have drank about 90% of at this point. Mm. So the monster may come out of me in a few (laughs) minutes because that is high in caffeine and carnite. Carnitine? I don't know what that is. Taurine? These are things that are most certainly bad for you. All right. Well, what does make a man a monster? In other, in other words, why do people do bad things? Has anyone ever asked you, why did you do that? And you weren't necessarily able to answer the question? That sort of is a question that young men hear all the time. When you're about 13 or 14 years old and you're a dude, you do a lot of things that after you do them, you wonder, even to yourself, why did I do that? <laughs> that was the dumbest thing ever. And now I'm in trouble for it. And honestly, I don't know what came over me. You're impulsive as a as a young man. I can remember... As a, as a young 13, 14-year-old doing random things that I would get in trouble for and just wondering why I was so impulsive and so foolish, you know, and, and fortunately, by God's grace, I never did anything that cost me too much <coughs> or cost someone else too much. But why do people do evil things? Of course, there's the impulsiveness of youth, Right? Or are there any other reasons why people do sinful things? Uh, Benjamin? They enjoy it. I'm sorry, what? They enjoy it. Well, sure, they enjoy it. So you're, you're referring to the nature of man. So yes, one of the reasons why people do evil is because man's nature. Lucas? The rebellion against God. Rebellion against God. Also, man in his nature is at enmity with God. And without the Spirit of God, he um, does not want to do right, neither can he do right. That's what Paul teaches us. Sure. Anything else? You're looking deep, deep into the soul of man, into the ultimate causes of sin and evil, but are there any more surface level causes for why people do the sin? Uh, Yeah, they want something. Envy, sure. Once again, we're talking here about the nature of man. What about outside of the man's heart? Out in the world, are there any causes for sin out in the world? I'm sorry? Peer pressure. Peer pressure, that's right. So... Of course, the Proverbs reminds us that um, if you choose bad friends, you're prone to destruction and you're headed in a a bad direction. That's why uh, we carefully police who comes to this school because we don't want you to be influenced by um, bad friends. Because we know how important peer pressure is and we want good social pressure, good peer pressure. And uh, anyone who's um, detached and aloof and too cool for school and too cool for God-given authority is someone who is on my exp- expel list. And they will usually get a letter during the summer if they don't get expelled during the, during the year. Right? And of course, you all know of people that that has happened to. We just simply send them a letter and say, we don't think this is a good fit for you and they're not allowed to come back the next year. Because we know the power of social pressure, peer pressure. Right? So that's a great one. Anything else? Any others? Money. Money. Money, money, money. Yes. The love of money is the root of all evil. So money, of course, can be a cause, so to speak. Now, of course, it's not a primary cause, right? The primary cause is the sinful nature. But it can be a secondary cause. You think of it like this. Money makes you more of what you already are. Right? You know, if you're a evil poor man you can get into a certain amount of trouble but if you're an evil rich man like a a billionaire then well, you can get in a lot of trouble you can do a lot of trouble right like george soros or someone like that a very wealthy evil person right but what can poverty though think about that can poverty be a cause of sin a secondary cause of course not a primary cause but a secondary cause yeah, the Bible says that when you're poor, you might be tempted to despise God and to hate Him. It says when you're rich, you might be tempted to forget Him and think that you, you know, can save yourself and take care of yourself in your life. Right. Anything else? Power? What about power? Yep, power or maybe even the lack of power. What about trauma or being abused as a child? Does that sometimes direct people in, in their sin? Yeah, sure, of course. You know, uh, a lot of people be have um, sodomite uh, temptations because they were molested by someone when they were a child. That happens, right? Um, what are we going to say? demonic possession. Yeah, uh, sure. Demons are, are are another reason why someone would sin. And uh, I don't think any of you are suffering from that today, at least. Although I am possessed by the energy of this monster drink here. All right. Well, let's talk about Frankenstein's secondary causes. First, let's talk about Dr. Frankenstein, his childhood. What was Dr. Frankenstein's childhood like? Adeline. Uh, He was born. Yes, he was born. That's very insightful. Uh, I'm glad that is put on the recording for posterity's sake. Any other things about his childhood? You're thinking of the monster. No, no. Uh, no? They both read novels. Mm-hmm. Doctor Frankenstein. Okay. And uh, I can't remember what it was. It was, was like Plato. It was a bunch yeah, of old, old and scientists. Old scientists. Yeah. And his dad was like, "No, those are not." Oh, that's true. And he and he, his dad didn't didn't agree with those, and yeah. he uh, and was that, inspired by them. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean, his childhood—like, was it a good childhood? A bad childhood? Okay. It's a good childhood. Did he have friends? Yeah, had his sister. Yeah, he had some Cousin. friends and some companions, and his mom and dad raised him, and was he rich or poor? Rich. Yeah, pretty rich, you know, that's nice. But but the, the monster though, what was his childhood like? Dad well, I mean he did wasn't prepubescent, if that's what you mean, but he had early days in his life, right? He had formative years. You remember his formative years were spent watching the Delacy family? where he learned language and he learned how a family um, loved each other. He learned about love. He learned about power. and He learned about um, the history of the world. Remember, he read books. He read Milton's uh, Paradise Lost, which y'all are going to read in a few years. And there he learned about the fall of man and evil. Y'all listening back there? Everybody's listening? And he read Plutarch's Lives, which y'all are going to read next year. Or you already read that? Well we read the first half. We read part of it. And those are tales of of virtuous people where he learned virtue and whatnot. He read a love story that was popular in the Romantic age. Right? He had a good he had a good education. Did he have any friends though? No. No. Why not? Because he was an ugly green monster. Because he's ugly. That's right. Interesting. The Delacy father though was nice to him for a little while. Why? Because he was blind, that's right. But eventually, what happened? The kids came and ran him off. and He was shot out. He, 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 the mob uh, tried to attack him. He Remember when he was wandering alone? He was hungry and he was poor. Right? He, when he read Milton's Paradise Lost, he compared himself to which character? Uh, the devil. The devil, that's right. So do you think that had an impact on the fact that he went on murdering rampages later in life? Probably. Yeah? Probably. Now, let's let's go into the philosophy of Mary Shelley and the revolution and the Enlightenment humanistic philosophies that they held. What's she trying to say? She's trying to say that sin comes from what? Environment. The environment. That's right. You know, she, she presents the monster as a blank slate, neutral, and it's because of the trauma and the oppression and the violence and the bullying that he experiences that he becomes evil, right? Uh, this, of course, comes from what philosopher, what French philosopher that you have recently uh, been familiarized with? Rousseau. Rousseau, that's right. Man is, is born free, but everywhere he is in chains because of society. Right and of course, if you and, and of course, that comes from Plato, honestly, which you'll be reading some uh, next year, and, and you 've read some of Plato before, but that comes from Plato as well that that people are evil because they lack opportunities or because they 're poor or because they 're ignorant and uneducated that 's what Plato taught that 's what Rousseau taught that 's what every humanist believes, why? because humanists believe man is. Uh-huh. God, that's right. So man, therefore, is inherently good. There must be some external cause for his sin. Society. What did Karl Marx believe was the problem with the world? We're going to read Das Kapital. Um, No, we read the Communist Manifesto later. And we're going to study communism quite extensively later in the year. But does anyone know what Marx believed was the cause for all the wars and the evil and injustice in the world? Too many people? Uh, overpopulation? He may have thought that. I'm not sure what he felt about that. But um, he believed that religion was a tool of oppressors. But he divided the world into haves and have-nots. Oppressors and the oppressed. And he believed that that class warfare is what was, the, what was wrong with society. That man was born inherently good, but because of class warfare and some people having the, uh, the wealth and others being poor, that that's where wars and fights and sins and contention come from. So if you believe that, if the cause of evil in the world is society, then what should you do? How can you save mankind? How can you save the world? Destroy society. Equal <laughs> distribution. <sighs> your equal distribution you're on to something fix society fix society but but who fixes society who has the power to fix society it has to be a collective man coming together in the centralized state to quote fix society and how do you quote fix society well you redistribute power you redistribute wealth you redistribute opportunity you see the mindset here this is what's behind welfare policies Right? where the government takes money from some and redistributes it to others regardless of merit um, because they believe inherently that people's poverty and lack of education and lack of opportunity is the reason why they are involved in more crime. You see what I mean? Now, is there a relationship between poverty and sin? Sure, but <laughs> is it causal? Does poverty cause sin? No, it might steer the ship of sin towards certain types of sins, right? But it doesn't. it's not the engine of sin. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, Jada, makes sense? All right, the projects. You know, have you ever, you ever heard of the projects? You drive through a town, and you can see like a neighborhood built by the government, and certain of their constituents are put in that neighborhood, and it's governed and ordered by the government. The idea of putting people in projects in an ordered society is, well, it's humanism. It's Plato. It's this belief that man is inherently good and that the reason man becomes a monster is because society has systemic injustice. It's structured evilly. Okay. Um, Today, what do people blame evil on? Um, Racism, right? Right. The reason why there's so much violence in the inner city is because of racism, or trans uh, hate, or transphobia, or bigotry, or other forms of oppression—racism against black or brown people, or or um, you know uh, oppression of women. That's the cause, and so what we need is the government to come and to pass laws and legislations and enforce uh, certain behavior on society, so that we don't have. The evil that keeps causing people to be evil. And that's the religion of America, isn't it? It's the religion of most people. It's the religion of most Republicans and most Democrats. And it's why so many uh, tax dollars are stolen from you. is so that the government can save you, save society, save man. Now, in this worldview, think about this. If the creature is created neutral... But he's placed into an evil society, and that's why he's evil. Is it his fault? No. Whose fault is it? The society. It's Yes, societies as a whole, but what is society, and why are they that way? I think that deep down, what they're essentially saying is the reason why this world is broken is God. And the only way to save it is man. Whereas in the Christian religion, we say the reason it's broken is because of man, And the only way to save it is God. So the only hope for man, of course, you know, is not societal restructuring. Now, we want to restructure society in just ways, but that's not going to change the heart of a man, right? What we need is a new heart, right? That's the only solution. That's the cause is the heart of the man. And, um, of course, we want to do everything we can to alleviate secondary causes of, of evil and sin, but even if man was born into a perfect society, that society would immediately become imperfect because of that man, because of his heart. He needs to be regenerated. Make sense? <clears throat> so the monster, you know, he suffers rejection, he's bullied, he experiences trauma, right? And he becomes evil. That's the, the story of how it goes. And um, how does the monster justify his evil? He says he's lonely. He's sad. He was rejected. And he pins it on his creator who made him that way. Made him ugly. And didn't give him a bride. Didn't he want a bride? Do you all remember that part of the story? There's a later story written, um, The Bride of Frankenstein. And there's a movie as well where they make him a bride. It's kind of an interesting little twist on it. That comes, I think, like, I don't know, in the early 20th century. Um, So... With all of that being stated, um, of course, Jesus echoes all this. Jesus says it's from what comes out of the heart of man that defiles him, not what goes into his mouth. It's not from the outside in. It's from the inside out, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Now, if if their vision for saving mankind is government restructuring, like the Green New Deal or the New Deal or the Great Reset. You all have heard of these things? These are governmental policies to try and restructure society in order to save us. That's a lot of what our government's up to right now. But if none of that is going to save society, is there a way to save society? Is there a way to save the world and save the nations? Mm -hmm. Yes, the Bible says that one day there will be peace. In fact, it says of Jesus' kingdom, the government... The end of his government, there shall be no end of his government, and there shall be no end of his peace. And that all men everywhere will beat their swords into plowshares, and the lion will lay down with the lamb. And the kingdoms of of man will become the kingdoms of our Lord. That's what the Bible says is the future of of earth. And of course, that's not going to start unless man recognizes his own sin and turns to Jesus for atonement and for cleansing and for healing. Amen? Amen. All right.